Welcome to JW Community Podcast, where my mum is basically just blabbering on about nonsense. Thank you, Phil. Hello and welcome to another JW Community Podcast. This is where I podcast now, uh, since I left the other place where I used to podcast that I'm not allowed to mention anymore. So it's now JW Community Podcast and thank you for finding me and listening to me. I have got two gentlemen from Portugal tonight that I'm interviewing and that's because there's been a big article in a national online newspaper in Portugal so it should be big news over there all about the Jehovah's Witnesses and we're going to find out what was in there because I can't speak Portuguese so I have not got a clue what's in there but I've been assured it's an interesting article so it better be interesting now or some people will be in trouble. So I am going to introduce my two guests tonight i have daniel hello daniel how are you hello louise thank you for having me thank you for coming on we've been planning a podcast for a long time haven't we yes we are finally finally and i think you just got into the newspaper on purpose didn't you just to get on the podcast yes yes (laughs) that's in purpose just to be on the podcast for you to have a reason to have me here that's right yes (laughs) now i should um, I should make a disclosure. Daniel and I do know each other and we are friends as well, aren't we? Yes, it's been like, I don't know, like years? I don't know. I don't know how long it's been, but all will be revealed in the duration yes. of the podcast. Yes. But if I do call you darling, it's because I know you. Oh, darling, just be, okay. be fabulous. Okay, so if I call you fabulous darling, that's fine. And my other guest is Antonio. Hello, Antonio. How are you? Hi, Louise. Very fine, thanks. Good. And I shan't be calling you any familiar names because I've never met you before in real life. Yes, only online. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I do, I have known you for a while online and I do know that you are one of the principal activists in Portugal. So yes. I have been aware of your presence for quite some time. So what I'll do, Daniel, I'm going to ask you first, can you tell me a little bit about your history in the Jehovah's Witnesses, please? Yes. You know, I'm just opening here the, the interview that we gave to, to this online newspaper. So, uh, because here I was able to explain it quite nicely. So I was born gay. Uh, when I was about like five years old, I asked my neighbor to date me. And I remember that my mother, uh, you know, we were playing with with the neighbors, and then my mother she explained to me that boys only date girls and girls date boys, so it wasn't allowed and it wasn't correct to a boy to date another boy. And I remember being so sad, you know, because I wanted to date that, you know, that my neighbor. And so, so I grew up, you know, being gay. And in the Jehovah's Witnesses, so you can imagine the conflict, the internal conflict of growing up, knowing that you are gay Mm -hmm. and, you know, being a sin. So, and actually it was quite obvious that I was gay, you know, everyone that was to look at me, they were able to see that I was, that I I am gay and that's just fine. But back then it it was causing me pain because I was considered to be to be sinful. Yeah. So time went by and I had this, I had a, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I can say I had a boyfriend, but I have, uh, I had this young man in the congregation that we had our things, you know, mm-hmm. my first sexual experiments and everything else, it was with him and it was quite nice, but always with that kind of, Thing that I'm doing something bad. So it wasn't really, I don't know if I can say healthy. Uh, I don't know. Back then it, it seemed just to be a sin. A little bit of context. When I was born, all my, uh, all my family, they are JWs. Both my grandmothers and my parents and my uncles and cousins, everyone was JW. So I really didn't have any family member that wasn't a JW, so everything was around the organization, you know. Growing up, all the friends, all the families that we related to were JWs, so more of my life was, you know, in the organization. 
and my father, he became an elder when I was one year old. So I just remember him being an elder, you know. Yes. And I remember that we had a different kind of treatment from people from the organization, you know. People used to treat us better because uh, my father was an elder and my, my, my uncle was an elder and everyone was an elder and I was supposed to be a ministerial servant and blah, 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 and go to be an elder as well. You did progress, didn't you, quite well? Yes, yes. I turned, I, I, I was appointed ministerial servant around 19 or 20 years old. I went to the ministerial training school when I was about, I don't know, about 22 or 23. I don't know. I don't remember the minimum age when you go there. And I was supporting a foreign language congregation, an English congregation. So yes, I was, I, I never was a regular pioneer or because, you know, preaching was so boring, you know, and I really yeah. didn't want to go preaching. I was just like, I want to go to Bible studies. I don't want to knock on people's door, you know. I want it the, the easy way. Yes, so yeah. fickle. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted, you know, I don't want to knock on people's door. I just want to go to, you know, walking around the street and talking to one another. That was quite nice, but not not approaching people. <laughs> I had, I was able also to do public speeches at the congregation. In English? In English. And I never done in Portuguese actually. I always done in English because I was supporting an English congregation. So when I was to do public speeches, it was in English, yes. And then life goes on and I had, I went to college. Ah. So my parents, like, I, I don't want to seem old, but it was like ages ago. <laughs> um- <laughs> Was that the beginning of the end for you? Was that the no, 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 no. No, I went to college and I got a chance to to meet people from different backgrounds and people with different kinds of of thinking, and that was able for me to see that there are more things to to know than than what they tell you. One, actually, it, it was at the, at that same time. I was, because before I went to college, I took this, I don't know how to say it in English, but it's just like a professional course, a technical course, because I was thinking, I don't know if I'm able to take the the college graduation, because I had to work to pay my college, because my parents, they told me they wouldn't advise me to go to college, so if I wanted to go to college, they wouldn't forbid forbid me, but they wouldn't pay for it. Yeah. So I had to work to pay my, my, my college. But before I, I went to college, I went to this professional course and it was like 2001, 2002. And there was this big scandal, sexual scandal in the United States concerning child abuse. You know, that film that was done some years ago about that scandal concerning the Catholic Church and they also mentioned Jehovah's Witnesses. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I remember that all my colleagues in that course, they they told me, well, Jehovah's Witnesses, they are being investigated as well as the Catholic Church. And I said, no, but that's a lie concerning Jehovah's Witnesses. There's no pedophilia in Jehovah's Witnesses. (laughs) Daniel, did you also tell them that there were no gay people among Jehovah's Witnesses? Yes, I I used to say, I'm not gay. No, I'm not gay. I'm just... Fabulous by nature. Just fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> just fabulous. I'm not gay. Yes. So, and one lady, a very nice lady that was in that course, she said to me, uh, she said to me, well, that's funny, darling. You believe the same source tells you that there's a pedophilia problem, there's a child abuse problem in the Catholic Church and in the Jehovah's organization. But you do believe that is true concerning the Catholic Church, but you don't believe that is true concerning Jehovah's Witnesses. And that doesn't make sense because it's the same source. Good point. And that made me thinking, and only 10 years later, the bell rang. <laughs> 10 years later, yeah. Yes, I'm, I, I'm lazy, you know. Well, I th- the bell didn't ring for me for a long time either. So what, what made the bell ring? It was That was the beginning of your waking up process. Yes. Yes, but not consciously. Yes. It was unconsciously. It's a, it was a progress 
that I was not even aware because I was planning to, even believing in the organization, I was planning to move to live in Lisbon by myself because I, I used to live in Sintra, which is nearby Lisbon, but it's not Lisbon. So I wanted to move to Lisbon to have my own life and to do my own things, not to be always uh, associated with my family and my father being an elder. So I wanted to move to a, a congregation in Lisbon and I wanted to do my life in Lisbon, not to be recognized, you know, in the circuit and, and everything else. Yeah. And in college, I have this colleague that I mentioned that actually in this interview uh, at the, to this newspaper, that he said to me, we can believe that something is true or it's the reality, but that doesn't make it real. You believe something with all your strength, but that doesn't make it real. That doesn't make it true. Mm. And again, only years later, things started to make sense. So what I explained to this newspaper is that life goes on and you continue to have your own experiences and came to a point that I wanted, what triggered was that I wanted to be happy and I wasn't fully happy. All the relationships that I was having with guys, they were not fulfilling. I was not feeling myself to be honest because like I mentioned in this article, I used to go to Trump's, which is a gay disco, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon I was at the meetings, you know. It, it sounds funny, but it's hard, it's hard to do that. Yes, yes. Now I laugh, but back then I didn't laugh. I, I came to a certain stage in my life that I just said, well, I'm gay, I can't change it. I, I've been trying to change it for years, and it's something that you really can't change. So I just said to me, well, this is the truth. I can't change being gay. So I'm just going to continue to go to the meetings and do the best I can. And Jehovah will judge me fairly because I really try my best. Now, I think it's roundabout then that you connected with me. Yes. It? And the first time I saw your videos, I hated you. Oh, thank but you. <laughs> she's telling bad things about the organization. How dare she? She's a bad bitch, but no. Oh, wow. No, no, I love you, darling. <laughs> right, so I'm going to come back to you on that then. Gosh, I'm flattered. And I'm going to turn to Antonio and ask you the same thing, Antonio. Can you tell me a bit about your history as a Jehovah's Witness? Okay, I will try. <laughs> My English is not very good, but I will try. Well, I was born in uh, 1973. And those years was years that uh, Jehovah's Witnesses were uh, telling all the people that the Armageddon was uh, arriving soon. Yeah. And my mother entered in the religion at that time. And I grew up as a normal child in the Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witnesses. And my progress was very, very good. Uh, I believe it. It was something real to me. Uh, I didn't live a, a double life. I believe sincerely that was the truth. But but uh, when I was uh, when I married uh, and was made an elder, I at that time the blood fractions uh, the the subject was very very a topic in the in the organization and. It was that time that I started to think seriously about the coherence of the of the subject. It was the blood fractions and the subject of blood that make me make me awake and see that something was wrong, something don't seems right. Started there, okay. And I, as soon as I search for information about it, I started to see that. This, uh, this doctrine was very, very wrong. Very, very wrong. I talked, I talked with uh, many elders of uh, blood commissions. I don't know in English how, how to tell, but it was, for me, what uh, was very, very clear that is, it was a, a wrong doctrine. And I start blog about the blood where I express my my feelings about it and telling others that uh, it was a wrong doctrine and my activism be, began there um did you start your blog while you were still an elder yeah yeah <laughs> yeah did, 
You didn't uh, do it under your real name, did you? No, no. Uh, I adopted a name that I uh, used in forums, Brazilian forum, and uh, later a Portuguese forum. It was the nickname PJ Curioso, and I used it too in the American forum. And I, I start to talk to many people, many people, many people, and well, the, that uh, began the apostasy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you start, when you woke up when you were an elder, did this cause big problems in your marriage? Uh, no, no, because, no, because I was very fortunate because as soon as uh, I started to wake up, as in small doses, I began to talk with my uh, wife, uh, small doses, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, she became to awake too. And so was, was awake up for the both of us. And we read the crisis of conscience both. <laughs> and, wow. and so, so the, the process that we, that we made was the two, the two of us. Mm. Yes. That's it's very lucky, isn't it? Another thing, uh, what, what made me, uh, awake to the blood doctrine was my wife became pregnant. And I, I see that in the future, when she was in the pregnancy, uh, she, she maybe, uh, can, could be having a problem where blood was an issue. And so it was, it was important to me to understand what, what can I do or what we can do to, if something wrong happens. And, and I see that the, the organization don't, didn't have anything about it. And so it was um, many things at the same time that wake me. But the blood issue was the topic that make me, uh, <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. When you started talking to other elders on the blood liaison committees, yeah. you must have known that you would be viewed as an apostate. No, 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 oh. because no, because I was very smart. Okay. <laughs> no, um, my my talking with with them was uh, a sincerely elder that wanted that wanted understand the blood issue from the point of view of uh, science okay so i, I don't um, i don't made a, a talk uh, against the blood issue i want to understand the blood issue uh, it was a, a little bit different uh, and and i see that they don't understand many things about it mm. uh, they they have a script that the organization tell them and then they 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 put the script out, but they don't understand anything about it. It's just like the overlapping generation. Yes, yes. Now yes. they just have to read it. They can't yes. understand it. Actually, no yes. one. Or when was the... Daniel, lembra-me aí quando foi o serviço cívico. Oh, foi. yes, when you go to 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 the, the military, but instead of going to the military, you just go to do a civil work, you know. Do you understand, yes. Louise? Yes, I do, And, yeah. and many young boys don't understand why they can do that civil job, yes. uh, civil work, or, work. Yes. Uh, yeah. but they need to comply with the organization because yes. they put out of yes. and, and yeah. So, Daniel, I'm going to come back to you and pick up on your story when you connected with the bad lady. Yes, <laughs> lovely, beautiful bad lady. <laughs> Tell me about your, because I have a song for you at the end of this podcast, and, and the song is how I feel about you, about how when we first connected, how you were really broken, I felt. I was broken, yes. But, you know, concerning the doctrine that woke me up, there was also a doctrine issue. It was seven or, uh, 607 right. concerning the destruction of Jerusalem. And actually, and I, when I was in the organization, I was so focused on Daniel's prophecy, you know. I really enjoyed it so much because I always loved history. Those boring meetings and it when it was about history because all Daniel's prophecy was history, I used to love studying that book. So I really was aware of the how the organization interprets Daniel's prophecy. So when I realized that no one there's not one historian or archaeologist that says that Jerusalem was destroyed in 607 BCE, that woke me up. That was the doctrine that woke me up. It was 607 BCE. Oh. 
And that was it. And then I started looking on the internet. The first apostate that I saw was Mike and Kim. I just loved it. Mm-hmm. I just them. I Skyped with them. They were so nice. They are so nice. Then I saw you and you were, you were just hilarious. You know, you were fun to watch and I laughed so much. Not at the beginning. At the beginning, I was, was shocked. Actually, that happened with Mike and Kim. I, fr- I on Facebook, I friended them and then I unfriended them. Mm-hmm. And then I friended them, you know, I was just on and on and off with them. But then once they read a letter and they said, this letter is going to be read at your congregation. And I went and this was my last meeting. Wow. I went, I went to this meeting and word by word, there was this letter that they said. So. It made me, okay, so they do have access to the information. So they do, they, they know what they are talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was the 607 and it was then the Australian Royal Commission. And, and, the, and, and the United Nations. And the United Nations. <laughs> well, the United Nations was a big thing for me. Oh, yeah. But the major thing was 607 and the, the child abuse covered cases. Yes. So you both researched and woke up in a way that I didn't I just faded and then learned years afterwards about it and that's a difficult thing to do and so when I when you contacted me you were still kind of in the throes of feeling a lot of guilt and a lot of turmoil and your lifestyle didn't match you still had that residue of being a witness but leaving and yes it it was difficult wasn't it a difficult transition yeah, because I wanted to keep my family. I just wanted to. I just wanted to fade because I thought, well, if I just fade, I can have my family, and that happened for two years. When we started talking yeah. and being friends, and I was still, I was faded because I wanted to keep talking to my parents and uh, going to their home, having. Uh, a lunch with them, a meal with them, and being with them. So I wanted that. I wanted to keep them. But it came to a point when you when you can't say to your parents that you're gay, though they are, they they known it for ages, but they just don't want to to be real, to be the, yes. If you don't say it, you can all pretend that it, it's not an issue, and it's not an issue until you yeah. find a life partner, is it? And for instance, yeah. you want to live with that life partner, and then suddenly you've yeah. got a person that you're living with yeah. that you can't tell your parents about, yeah. and then and it becomes, becomes unfair, you know, because you're you, you you. I was with with someone. I've been with Sergio for it's now four years, and I was already with Sergio, and I wanted them to know that I was happy and I was I have never been happier in my life and I, and I really couldn't tell them so what happened it was that my younger brother he was disfellowshipped because he smoked some weed and he could at least share a little bit but he didn't <laughs> he didn't share he didn't share didn't. Okay. <laughs> damn my brother damn yes. him <laughs> But the thing is, my brother, my parents, he, they called me, you know, crying because my brother, he was, he was going to be disfellowshipped because he smoked, he smoked some weed and he used to smoke cigarettes and blah, blah, blah. So, and my grandfather, that he was never a Jehovah's Witness, he passed away. So, everyone is called to the funeral. So, my, my brother, he lives in Switzerland. So, and also my sister and my brother-in-law. So everyone comes to Portugal, to Lisbon, to to the funeral of my grandfather. And I had, to, I told my parents, well, I'm not, I'm not going to, to I'm not uh, stopping talking to to Flip. I will always be talking to him because he's my brother, and that's it. And my parents said that they would be talking to to him as well, but as long it wasn't about spiritual matters. And for me, it was fine. Then we went to the funeral and I said to my brother, I want to talk to you. And my brother said, okay. And I said to him, we were at the cemetery and I was, I said to my brother, you know, Flip, I'm gay. And he was like, yes, I know. <laughs> I, was just, um, I was just waiting for you to tell me. 
And I said to him, and blah, blah, blah. And I, I told him, oh, I, yeah. I don't believe in the organization anymore. I don't think this is the truth. I think we are being deceived and all these rules and blah, 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 and, and so on. And so we said goodbye to my parents after the funeral. And we came to my place in Lisbon. And we were smoking cigarettes together. For the first time, two brothers. We used to smoke, both of us, but never together. So we to smoke together okay. and my brother he told me when you said that you wanted to talk to me I, will, I imagined that you would be lettering me that I was mundane and I was what I was doing with my life and Jehovah and blah 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 and blah 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 and I said and I just said to him I'm gay let's just smoke some cigarettes because you are leaving back to Switzerland tomorrow so it was it was quite good then I managed to be able to talk to my parents for two years, but comes to a point that it's not possible. One day, my mother called me in the morning. I didn't have my coffee, and this is this is a very important lesson, Louise and Antonio. Never talk to someone that didn't had that didn't have their coffee in the morning. <laughs> it's dangerous. Don't do it. Let the person have his coffee. Okay. Okay. And my mother, she called me, and she was like, oh, I want to know if Philippe is okay. It's my brother. I, I'm calling you to know if Philippe is okay. And I was like, why don't you call him? And she said to me, because I d I, we are not allowed to talk to him, as you know. And I said to her, well, I don't agree with that. You know that I don't agree with that. I talk with my brother. We are best friends. And there are some things that we say and do that really hurt people. Like the time when you found out that I was gay, you told me that you'd prefer me dead than being in disapproval uh, uh, on Jehovah's eyes. And, and that really hurt me. And my mother, she went on and on like we thought it was uh, a phase. We, we thought that you were not gay anymore. <laughs> that possible <laughs> you'd been cured you'd prayed the gay away and i was like no mum that i'm i'm gay i've i've always been gay and you you knew about it all along and she was like but the the you know and she she cried she cried and she said and she said that she still loved me and and everything which was very nice of her uh now my father he called me like two days after and he was what that story about being gay what you told to your mother and i said to him well you know you know uh, of it it's been years that i'm gay everyone knows it it's obvious it's clear to see um you just didn't want to to realize it and he said to me well if i knew that you were gay back then we would have a different behavior uh, concerning you because uh, m the first reaction that my father had when they found out that I was gay was to expel me from home but my mother she really didn't let him do it so she said it'll go away don't she yes, said, don't kick yeah. him out he'll get over it yeah it's he's not really not, gay he's not really gay. <laughs> he's just fabulous <laughs> <laughs> Daniel I am laughing so much as you're talking because I can't believe that anybody listening to this podcast and listening to your voice would think that you were gay yeah we are all oh, shocked yes, yes shocked yes I'm just, I'm just glamazon and, and the thing is and you, and I asked my father in that phone call well and he said to me well if I knew that you would be continue being gay I would kick you out and I was my my will to to answer was well I continued being gay and practicing it while you know it but I didn't say it I didn't say yes, it yes. I said to him well if I'm going to be a, a parent a father one day I'm going to be sad if my child is going to be a thief or liar, yeah. dishonest, or if he or she doesn't want to work. I'm going to be sad if that happens, but I'm not going to be sad if he's happy. I'm going to be happy if he's happy. So that's the most important thing for me. So after one, one month, I, I scheduled with my mother to have a tea in Lisbon, uh, I, because I was always the one going to Sintra, ever when ca came to Lisbon. So I said to my mother, well, come to Lisbon and we can have a tea. 
But the day came and she uh, she called me saying, well, I'm bad, I'm not feeling good, blah, 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 so I'm not going to to Lisbon to have a tea. So, and I answered, well, if you are not okay, I'm going to see you. And so I went to see if my mother was okay. And so I went there. And when I was leaving, my mother, she made me a question. When are you going back to the, to, to the organization? And I said, well, let's have a seat, the three of us, and let's have this final conversation. So we sat down and I explained everything. I said, I was born gay. Everyone could see it. I was mocked at the congregation and at school for being gay. Everyone could see it and came to a point that I really wanted to be happy. And I came to do some research and I understood that the 607 prophecy is wrong. I came to know that the organization was within the United Nations. Mm -hmm. Even they say it's the beast of revelation the pedophilia situation in Australia and the rules that not to tell to the authorities when it comes to to, to child abuse. I had a, a, a very close friend that she was victim of domestic violence. I don't know how you say it, domestic violence? Yes. Yes. Uh, she was a victim of domestic violence that I, I only knew years later, but she was advised by the elders not to tell to the police and... So I just, this is not for me. I'm not happy. I've never been happier now. I have a boyfriend. We live together. We are happy. And that's it. So they went to tell to, 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 to the elders of my congregation. Because I wasn't in the, in my parents' congregation. They were in a Portuguese congregation and I was in the, in the English. So they tell to, to the elders of my congregation and they, called me for a judicial committee. They didn't, they didn't use the word judicial committee, but they said, well, your parents talked to us and we would like to talk to you. So I just sent an email to them explaining everything that uh, I, will, I will not be judged by someone that I really don't recognize their authority on my life. And, and that was it, that I would love... Actually, this elder, he's my cousin, you know. He married my cousin. Yeah, and so these two years that I was faded and I was able to be reaching my parents and once in a while we were talking about organization and why I stopped going and why I stopped believing. So I had, during two years, I had a chance to talk to my parents why I stopped believing it about the child abuse and about mm -hmm. the United Nations and about the prophecy of Daniel and about uh, on and on and on. So... Uh, this elder, that, that he's my cousin, he just sent me, you know, this text message saying that, and for two years, once in a while, he used to send me text messages saying how I was, if I wanted to talk, why I stopped going, blah, blah, blah. And I always managed to, or not to answer, or just to answer, I'm okay, I hope you are okay as well. I remember you showing me some of those messages, and you always were very, very positive, and yes, I'm fine, I'm fabulous, it's all fine and yes. you wouldn't let him suck you in to the yes. miserable conversation yeah yeah so I just sent him an email saying that I was no longer Jehovah's Witness I wouldn't allow them to judge me and the reason and I and then in the end I said to him I was a little bit of a bitch and I was also trying to be nice I said to him if you are if you continue trying to reach me then maybe we will see each other at a real court, not these let's play digital games at a digital committee. Let's meet at a real court if you continue reaching me without me wanting it. If you continue harassing yes. me, let's see us at a real court. But in the end, I said to him, well, if you ever change your mind concerning equality and liberty and broad principle that should guide our lives, I'm here to be your friend. If you ever change your mind and if you see people just equal as you, regardless of their sexual orientation or regardless of their race, of their belief systems, if you ever feel that way, I'm here for you. I can be your friend. Until then, we have nothing to say to each other. And that was it. I never had a reply. No, I'm lying. 
The next day, I had an email from my cousin, my real cousin. She sent okay. an email with pictures of us, very little, at the assembly hall. She said to me, "You are my real brother. You and your you and your sister and brother. You are you were my you are my real brothers because I don't have any siblings, and blah blah blah. And I really said that you chose your this path. You know, she was going for the emotional." How you say it? it blackmail? Yes. Yes. She was going for the emotional blackmail, you know. And I, I just answered to her, well, we had a, a very happy childhood. We are privileged because we had food on our tables. We had places to sleep. We had friends. We were privileged in that sense. But for us to be really happy, we have to be honest to ourselves and we have to be who we really, who we really are. So... If you ever want to be, and again I said to her, if you ever change your mind concerning equality and freedom and brotherhood and accepting people for what they are, then I'm here to be your friend as well. So, Daniel, are you disfellowshipped now then or no? Yes, I am. Oh, you're disfellowshipped. Yes, I disfellowshipped myself. You disfellowshipped yourself? Yes. And are you being shunned by your parents yes. now? You are. Yes. Yes, no one, actually, no one talks to me of, from my family. We are, now in my family, we are four that have been disfellowshipped. It's my brother that I mentioned. Yeah. It's me, it's my cousin yeah. and my aunt. I, I keep contact with my brother and my cousin, mm -hmm. not with my aunt. I, in, it's been like, it's going to be, it was one year that I disfellowshipped myself. November last year made one year and I just talked to my parents once because of the a text mail that I received in their names right ah. that was the only that I talked to them I'm going to go back to Antonio because you have just would you call it disfellowshipped yourself Antonio Yes, yes, uh, on this the last month <laughs> yes. uh, yeah yeah 24. Okay. 24 February. I was, I was, um, I received a call. The first call that the elder was, was a need to talk with me as a, only a talk, not a judicial committee. But uh, a week later, I received another call by another, another elder that the talk that we will have, will have, um, it will be a judicial committee because they saw some videos uh, that I gave an interview to a Brazilian ex-JW and they, they, they saw that I was, uh, as, as the organization see, a apostate. Yeah. And, and I, I say, okay. Yeah, okay, I go. Uh, it was something that I was expecting for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, just to see, I I, I was in the, in the organization for 10 years, a elder, mm -hmm. and yeah. all that time I was searching about the blood issue, about the other doctrines uh, that the Daniel uh, already mentioned, or new pedophilia, etc., etc., etc. So I, I was, uh, when I leave, uh, after 10 years of in, in, uh, of searching and reading, etc., I was convinced that I, I want, and my wife want to, to get out uh, from the religion. So uh, when now, I already seven years fading, Wow. Se seven years without preaching, without going to meetings, etc. And I was an elder. <laughs> I I I I uh, step step up from the the eldership before I uh, fading. Okay. Uh, if you don't understand something, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> My English is very bad. <laughs> your English is very good. No, 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 no. Because Daniel is very, very no, good. No, I just ask Louise to speak Portuguese, and she won't say a word. <laughs> okay, so seven years uh, of fading, I and and making uh, that ac activism against the Watchtower, exposing all the the things that the Watchtower wanted to to cover it up. So I knew that someday they will find it, and they find it because some some guys in Brazil that are apologists of the Watchtower uh, and discover who. Are, 
<laughs> yeah, they discovered who was Carlos Fernandes. It was another another name that I choose in Facebook. Yeah. So when I go, I go to the judicial committee prepared with my my letter of uh, dissociation letter and with with all all things that I was keeping inside that I need to express. So it was a judicial committee very small. 40 minutes because they already have all the things about me because they see they saw the interview that I gave so they yeah. they, they they already know that uh, what was my history um, yeah. so when I when I went there I was dressed like a GW with with uh, with uh, the clothes as a, a GW with a suit and tie Yes, yes indeed. <laughs> and you had a shave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they saw me as one of them. Uh, I I I wanted to to stand before them as one of them and not in the position of oh I'm here I'm I'm uh, I'm small <laughs> etc. Okay, so I I went with a position that I'm conscious of my beliefs now. Uh, I know. Because why I'm here, and I believe that this is not the the organization of God or God's of organization. So I went, listen what they have to tell me. They asked some questions, and then I started to talk. I asked one moment. Uh, I want to talk to business, yeah. uh, so it's not a monologue. <laughs> I want to talk to yes. Yes. and. And I, I started to, to, to uh, telling my history in the religion and making them uh, see that I was an honest, honest person. I was a person that not was a, a rebelled person, mm -hmm. but a sincere person. That I love God, I love Jesus, I love studying the Bible. So, but I don't believe anymore this uh, God's organization and express why some th some things and and they start to to ask me some questions and well uh, I I started to make them um, Daniel you know secondizé tu já ouviste a gravação não ouviste yeah yeah you already listened yeah. can you express you, a little uh, bit about what uh, tell me what uh, you remember I can, I, I just crushed them, you know, Luis. Antonio just crushed them, you know. Yeah. He, he was able to record the, the judicial committee, and uh, one thing that really shocked me: they were they didn't allow Antonio to talk about the child abuse. They really said, "We are not going to talk about the child abuse." Wow. Yeah. Uh, they asked me. They asked me a question. They asked me a question. If I remember. Uh, do you think that the governing body allows pedophilia in the organization? And when I started to talk, they say, yeah. I don't want you to answer. No. <laughs> no, we don't want to talk about that. It really shocked me. You know, but Antonio was able to record the judicial committee, and I don't, and I, I think that's brilliant because we don't, in English, in the English world, you do have a lot of judicial committees recorded and you do have a lot of YouTubers doing uh, videos, but we don't have it a lot in, in Portugal. We, we, yeah. we really don't. We, we had these, uh. I don't, I don't know of any. <laughs> I don't know of any as well. So yeah. the thing is, we had this TV report a month ago, which was huge. We now have this online newspaper doing this report, and I think it's being huge as well. Yeah. But we don't have a lot of apostasy being done, activism being done, you know. Yes. So it was very good to, uh, of Antonio to record the judicial committee because the elders, the elders, they were not able, they didn't open the Bible, the elders. They never yeah. opened the Bible because they try. They try one one time, but the yeah. conversation went to other things. And mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and yeah. You know, Antonio was able to, you know, they were talking about the Bible, and Antonio was able to say to them, "Well, but that does that's not what the Bible tells." Yeah. Well, the, the text that you are saying it's in this context, and yeah. you are just saying it wrongly. It doesn't apply I, to this, and blah yeah. blah. So it was. Yeah. It, it was very good to listen. Yeah, I prove I prove that some some texts that they use and par paraphrase, uh, I, I stop them and say, but it's not what the Bible says. Yes, and, and yes. they 
It no? was excellent. It was excellent. Yeah. No, was no. They were uh, not yo, able no. To, to say it the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I proved that that uh, they they read the text in 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 other contexts. The the uh, and and distorts. They start and, the, and the, they asked the, you. I found hilarious. They asked you to stop activism. Yeah. <laughs> they asked you to stop activism. <laughs> to be happy. Wow. To go to your life. But don't stop. say anything. Yeah. Uh, just stop activism yeah. because you know. Just stop activism. Just wow. don't come and search for people. Yes. Yeah. In Portugal, in Portugal, there is have been some activism, but basically uh, so, uh, in forums, yeah, talk, talking yeah. forums, etc. So, so, some uh, in two, 2015, I made uh, a site, a website. And a, a, a page of Facebook, and is very is very read by people in in the Portuguese language, and and I think that my my work uh, at at along the years, along the years, along the years, along the years, has been very important in Portugal to to expose yes. the Watchtower here. All all the, this this article. This article on Observador, it was me that talked with the journalist. Journalist, yes. Yeah. The, the other, in the TVE, it was me too. Yeah. Uh, so, so in Portugal, I think that I am making the Watchtower... Uh, um, yeah. A bit, a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. And you also do... And Antonio also does workshops concerning destructive cults. And yeah. Very yeah. important, and it's very helpful. Not just you know religious cults, but every type of cult. Yeah. It does an excellent yeah. research, I, a psychological research, and it's very, very good. I went to one, and it's very, very good. Uh, after after I leave the Watchtower, I went to the uh, faculty. College and and uh, in in psychology. So I I made an article to one of of the the subjects in the, in the psychology that was about the destructive cults and the impact and all all the things that the cults uh, made to to conform the people to made them servants. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I create a workshop based on that subject. Wow. I made already three. In Lisbon, um, and uh, it's four hours a course. Uh, so yeah. the, the people that went, they they leave knowing exactly what is a destructive cult, what is what is uh, what is the how they work. And yeah, operate. yeah. Help me, help me. <laughs> My English. <Okay. laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think. Uh, I think it's important that that this job is making so that people know about about it. Yeah, it's hugely yeah. important. One of the things that I was going to ask you, yeah. that you've already answered, is about your activism in Portugal and among the Portuguese-speaking yeah. community, because you talk about working on forums yeah. in Brazil as well. Um, and I was going to ask you what what I could do to help. So what I want from you, I have the link to your letter okay. in English. I just realised you must have translated. Uh, it, it was into a English. friend of mine that is good in English, and uh, the, he's a he's ex elder too. He, he yeah yeah. You yeah, translated yeah. it in English, so I will put that link. Ah, thank you. Podcast so that. Your disassociation letter, but what I need you to send me is the link for your website and okay. your Facebook page and your workshops and the video of your judicial committee, and then I will also. Okay, put I don't have I don't have my judicial committee yet. Uh, it is it, not a video; um, it's only audio. It's uh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I will uh, soon uh, have an article about it where where I, I will tell how this uh, happened and put the audio to every every person listen. And this this friend of mine will translate to English. So okay. when I, when I uh, have the, that in English, I will send you. Amazing, because it is hugely important. Because you were the only activist that I was aware I'm, of I'm in Portugal, and you're an activist now, darling. But I knew about Antonio yes. being an yes, activist I, 
Discord. I don't do that. Discord while, while you were, <laughs> you are, you know, um, don't, <laughs> I don't do activism. No, actually, I don't do activism. I, I really don't. Um, I really appreciate and respect the work that activists do. It's really important. It's because of activism that I was able to be aware, uh, and awake as well. Awake. Yeah. Yes. But I have these, um, you know, when, when you asked me, Louise, if my parents, they were shunning me. Yes, they are. But, you know, they've made it clear that they love me. And if I ever going to be needing them, they will be there for me. So it was, it was a good thing because they didn't say, well, you're gone, you're gone. End of story. They were able to say, well, if you ever going to need something, let us know because we are still your parents and we love you. So that's, I have to live with it and it's, it's love. It can, it's, it's unfair, but it's just love. It's, it's what they can give me, you know. Yeah. Most imp- they are nice people, aren't they, your parents? Yeah, they are very nice people. And actually, um, I, I don't, though I do recall some, brothers or sisters that they were really nasty you know most of the people that i met in the organization they were very nice people there were a lot of nice people that i would be friends with some i wouldn't but that's life but yeah. majority the majority uh that i've made friendship with they are pretty nice but the most important thing is i still have a jw and she goes to the meetings Oh. And she's my friend. And wow. we have coffees together, we have go for walks in Lisbon together, and, and she's a JW, and she goes to the meetings, and she believes in the organization, and we are friends. And we just, and we just came to this uh, compromise that I don't talk to her about apostasy, you know, about what's wrong with the organization, and she doesn't mention that I should go back and I'm doing wrong with my life. And she's eager to, to meet my boyfriend and my gay friend. She also wants to be a glamazon and fabulous. So, <laughs> so she's a JW and I can live with it. I, just fine. You can be a JW and be my friend. So that's, for me, it's just fine. And the other thing is, I have this family that I'm, I've been, I, I've met, I, I talked to you, I, I told you, Louise, that friend of mine that she belongs also to the congregation. And she's awake, and we've yeah. been talking for years now. I, I think two years. We've been talking for two years. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, I had a, a text message, message from her daughter, and she's also awake. And, and they are just great. They're, they're just happy that I'm happy with my boyfriend, and blah, blah, blah. And they are awake. And so I have at least three Jehovah's Witnesses. That I'm able to reach and tell them what's, what's wrong with the organization. And actually, they agree with it. So you are really an activist, but in a different way. Yeah. And, and now, before this interview, before this podcast, I just had my grandmother calling me if I, if, to know if everything was okay. It's been like two years uh-huh. that we didn't talk. And she just called me to, to, to know if everything was okay. So that's fine, you know. If, that's the best they can do. That's the best they can do. We have to be happy for it. Maybe maybe she read the Observador. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. think so. She's 94 years old. I don't think she goes to the internet. Okay. <laughs> I, so I have one last question for you, Danielle. Yes. Did your parents ever meet Sergio before you had the kind of final conversation? No, they never. Ah, that's so sad. He's so lovely. Yes. He's gorgeous, yes, but they, they never met him. Now, I told them about Sergio. I said specifically his name, that I was living with him. But no, they never, no. We just and what are Sergio's feelings in this? Because he's like, at first it had to be a secret, and then he... Oh, he was just fine. He's, he's fine just fine with it. Yeah, no problem, no big deal. Actually, I'm his second JW boyfriend. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he knows. Actually, one of his exes is his also. He had been a JW and he's his fellowship. And we are friends, actually. Uh, so 
he knows how it works. For, but a lot of people that have gay child, gay son or gay daughters, a lot of people for different reasons just don't want to know the boyfriends and they just don't want to know they are gay. So yeah, people are just, you know, if your parents don't accept it, well, that's the way it goes. Okay, I and I have a final question for Antonio as well, okay. um, or maybe maybe one or two. Okay. So you you contacted the journalist that did this article. Mm-hmm. I just wondered, how do you feel? Um, do you feel that there's a big XJ, a potentially big XJW community in Portugal that hasn't yet come together? Are there people to be reached? I think I think so. I think that many Jehovah's Witnesses that live a fake life in the organization will 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 leave as soon as they can. But the the ostracism, the shunning that that the Watchtower is is okay. making so so cruel prevents that happen. But it's yeah. not only in Portugal. I think it's all over the world. But I yeah. think these these articles are uh, very very important to appeal to the persons to to make a step, so to to, uh, to gain courage to uh, f- uh, mixing with their feelings about it. Uh, I I think is important. It's important too to the public, to the general public, to see that the Jehovah's Witness is not the friendly persons that uh, knock on your door and smile at you, yeah. but they they have yeah. uh, uh, they have um, things that they hide, uh, like the shunning is very bad. Is very uh, in Portugal the the, the uh, existence um, the families are are very very important issue the the families are are very close so uh, this 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 kind of articles is is important to to make the the, the persons um, uh, I falta uma palavra mexer com as pessoas agitar touch people yes what? to touch them to touch them to be able yes. to touch them to reach yes. people and yes. to prevent yeah. prevent People to to become G- GWs because they 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 see that is not the only the the good things that appear, but is uh, a darkness behind. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Was there anything in the article that would help people who were JWs reach out to you? Was there a website link or some way that they could? Reach out. Uh, yes, uh, the, the the article mentioned my my website as a link to my website and other websites, and and uh, he is uh, mentioned a petition that is uh, already uh, in in place in Portugal that that will make uh, make the 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 battle to go to the. Falta agora as palavras, Daniel. Ou seja. Explicando, fazer com que o TEL, que a filial, seja chamada, chamada à, 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 Assembleia da à, à Assembleia da República, ou às, uh, às autoridades, that, às autoridades yeah. por causa deste assunto. Yeah, there is a petition online that will make battle to go to the Parliament or to the authorities concerning this matter. Yeah, Channing, Channing, yeah. Channing, though the report on this online newspaper also explained that the president of some commission concerning the parliament, something like that, explained that Channing is not a crime. It's socially proved, but it's not a crime. Yeah, so yeah. It's really hard to, you know, it's really hard, you know, you can't force someone to be nice to you, isn't it? No, Yeah. that's what I say, you can't force someone to speak to yeah, you. Yeah, you can't. So, yeah, but but the matter, yeah, but the matter here, social, it's not, it's yeah. socially disapproved, but it's not a crime. You can't go to jail because you don't talk to someone. Yeah, but the, but the issue here in this petition that explain that the the shunning is imposed by the ah. the leadership, is yeah. imposed by religion, is not something that that is individual. Something that you do freely, you do it. Yeah. As you are told to do it. Yeah. yeah. So what needs changing is the, the Jehovah's Witness policy. Yeah. yeah. That's what needs changing. Yeah. You can't force people to talk to you, yeah. but you can force yeah. a charitable yeah. religion not to have an official yeah. policy. Yeah, but that exactly. also comes, but this, this 
this is very hard. This is a very this is a very hard balance, you know. Yeah. Because uh, this my JW friend, she told me, and th- this is a big issue, you know. We are responsible for our actions. Regardless, if someone tells you to do something, you are responsible personally for your actions. It doesn't matter if someone tells you do this or do that, because if you yeah. do something wrong, you go to jail. Yeah, That's like, yeah. like the Nazis. Like yeah. the Nazis. The Nazis in Nuremberg, it uh, exactly. was called to, to, to the, the, the court exactly because they, they could, they could choose to not kill people. Yeah, yeah, well, and you know, and it wasn't a defense to say I'm following orders, was yeah. it? Can't just say I'm following orders, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. You still chose to follow orders. Yeah, and my, my JW friend, she told me, well, they tell what they like from the platform, but it comes to you to decide whether it's good for you or not. So, but Actually, the thing is not so so linear because the people inter, inter, interpret the the watchtower as the channel of yeah. gods. Yeah. So when the watchtower tells you to shunning people, the the, the in mind in the mind of people is Jehovah that is telling this. Yeah, but you are still responsible for your actions. So. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So it comes. To it's be- an interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting debate, isn't it? I have one last question for you, Antonio. Although my um, distribution of my podcast is obviously among English speakers, yeah. and I'm going to put all the links that you've told me about your petition, your letter, your website, yeah. your work. The petition is not mine. Is, no, but it's a useful thing yeah. to put on there. Yeah. Is there anything that, that we can do as a community to support activism in Portugal? I, I think I think that uh, all, all the activists in the world uh, uh, already made an important uh, thing uh, with the the, the uh, websites, with um, with uh, videos, etc. I, I think that already do do a, a great thing because we that uh, understand English translate to Portuguese many many things, um, and so the people in Portugal. Read, 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 read the, the matter, and many people in Portugal can read to English because yes. we have we are, we have a, a good syst- uh, school system that uh, uh, teaching us uh, the the English. Yes. So yes. it's not a big problem. Yeah. Right. Brilliant. I would just like to say that all the information is out there. Right. Yeah. If yeah. it's in English or it's in French or in Portuguese, one thing that could help, though. A lot of people in Portugal do speak English. We are just like the Dutch. Subtitles in Portuguese from the the, the videos that that are already there. Mm-hmm. That would be something that yeah. would be done, you know, just subtitle the the videos that are made, and that's it. Yeah. Right. But it's not it's not it's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not easy. No, it's not. Well, listen. Thank you both uh, so much for doing this podcast. I'm really excited that you've hit the national press in Portugal and I think all your hard work, Antonio, has paid off and I really hope that you start gathering around you some more activists who can share a bit of the work that you've been doing more or less on your own for quite a long time. And Daniel, I have a song for you at the end of this podcast. <laughs> it's for Daniel because I know Daniel. Okay, so, okay. I'm so sorry, but hopefully you might like it because it's from a Portuguese singer called Ana Moura. Oh, yeah, Fado, Fado. Yes. And it's called Des Fado. Okay. And oh, thank she, you. It, and it's a song about opposites because, Daniel, when we first connected, you were in a very different place. And where you are now is just the opposite of where you were when we met. Now it's just Glamazon. Now you're just, you were, yeah, now you're just fabulous yeah. and you are I'm fab- sad. I'm fabulous. You, now that I've spoken to you, you are indeed fabulous too. In another way, in another way, I'm straight, okay? In another way. Antonio. I've never had anybody flirt back to me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's always been a one-way street until now. Oh, thank you, Louise, for having us. I was so anxious at the beginning, but I think it went well. Yeah. I think it went well. Your as well. part, my note. 
There's a line in the song that I like, and she says that she doesn't have anything to be sorry about now. And I think, Daniel, that's where you're at now. You don't have anything. I feel as if you feel that you don't have anything to be sorry about. And that's such a good place from when I first met you when you were worried about how would you tell this and how would you break it and how would you lose your parents. So I hope that you both enjoy this song, and I shall play it at the end of the podcast. And I'd like to say... Thank you very much for being on and say goodbye, Daniel. Bye-bye. And say goodbye, Antonio. Bye-bye. And thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you so much for your work. And thank you to everyone for listening to JW Community Podcast. Destino que eu não creia no destino E o meu fado é nem ter fado nenhum Cantá-lo bem sem sequer o ter sentido Senti-lo como ninguém, mas não ter sentido algum Ai que tristeza esta minha alegria Ai que alegria esta tão grande tristeza Esperar que um dia eu não espere mais um dia Por aquele que nunca vem que aqui esteve presente Ai que saudade que eu tenho de ter saudade Saudades de ter alguém que aqui está e não existe Sentir-me triste só por me sentir tão bem Alegre sentir-me bem só por eu andar tão triste Ai se eu pudesse não cantar, ai se eu pudesse Lamentasse não ter mais nenhum lamento Talvez ouvisse no silêncio que fizesse Uma voz que fosse minha Cantar alguém cá dentro Ai que desgraça esta sorte que me assiste Ai mas que sorte eu viver tão desgraçada Na incerteza que nada mais certo existe Além da grande certeza De não estar certa de nada Ai que saudade que eu tenho de ter saudade, saudade de ter alguém que aqui está.